0: Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. We
1: are going to be discussing the final season of the Hulu original series, Shrill, which is honestly basically the perfect show for this podcast because the show is kind of all about relationships, whether it's relationships with your roommates, your friends, your coworkers, your boss, your body, and uh, love interests as well. So it's a perfect show to talk about here, and I'm very excited to discuss it.
0: Yeah, that was just the perfect summary. <laughs> nice <Thank> job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but first, rumor has it, Jordan's got a lot of news. I must have been locked inside my house this week without cell phone reception or something (laughs) because I only have a couple of news things um I guess I'll start out with one of mine and then maybe you can cross it off your list Jordan perfect it feels like we have to talk about this um because we've already kind of talked about it before but um the Knives Out Two casting was just like all over this all over the place this week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, apparently Katherine Hahn has signed on, Janelle Monet has signed on, uh, Dave Batista, Edward Norton. Um I think that's the list that of everyone I've kind of heard um, at this point, but okay, fine.
0: <laughs> Kevin Han and
1: Janelle Monae.
0: Yes. I know. Pretty magical. So we'll see. I mean, I'm obviously going to watch it. We were always going to watch Knives Out too. Yeah. But yeah. Very into the casting. I mean, the first one had a great cast too, you know? It's true. And I was actually
1: discussing this with a friend this week as to why I didn't love Knives Out. And I think, unfortunately, part of it is because there are so many big names that are, that were associated with the first one, um, that it almost felt like it took away from the actual plot. Like, it was distracting, and there wasn't, like, a lot of character development, because everyone had to have, like, equal time, because everyone was such a big name. hmm So... That's That'll probably be the same for this one, but maybe it'll be different because I know what to expect.
0: Yeah, it's true. I Yeah, I'm going in with, with pretty low expectations, and that usually means I like something more, you know? So, it's fine. Yeah. Okay, one of the things I have is that they dropped... I, I feel weird calling it a trailer, or a teaser even, but they did... Announced that the Friends reunion is coming out on May 27th on HBO Max.
1: Um, yes. And they had I can't believe I didn't
0: bookmark that. They hadn't, like, had a, a date yet. And so since it's just been in this, like, will it happen ever kind of thing, and now it's happening this month. So that's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, very wild. And, yeah, the teaser didn't really give any information because it was just them, like, their backs walking together. It was cute though. Did yeah, it gave me a cute. little bit in my feels.
0: Yeah. One thing is weird though that I kind of now that I'm just relooking at some of my bookmarks, there's a list of guest stars that is like a very weird and wild list. Did you see those? Just some of the highlights are Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga, Kit Harington, Mindy Kaling, <laughs> David Beckham, and Malala. <laughs> <laughs> Um, amidst like tons of other people, including people like Reese Witherspoon, uh, Tom Selleck who like were on friends too. So it's like, Hmm. it's just, I, um, I have no clue. I don't know if it's like they're, uh, like in the show acting or if it's like they're having like people who love the show friends come on and talk about why they love it. You know, like I have, I don't know anything besides that list of names and, slow motion walking teaser trailer (laughs) interesting I don't know either
1: okay the only other piece of news that I have is that it has been announced that there is going to be a Bridgerton spinoff series um, that's going to follow a young Queen Charlotte uh, Violet Bridgerton and Lady Danbury and, I mean, I feel whatever about it. Mm-hmm. I did like Bridgerton, but, like, are we doing are we doing too much too soon? It just seems a little bit dramatic, you know?
0: I agree, especially when we're, like, I cannot even remember the number of seasons that it's, like, officially signed for. Was it, like, three or four? Like, there's going to be so much Bridgerton. And I do think that the Queen was, like outside of the duke i think the queen was like pretty commonly accepted as the like the best part of the show but yeah it really seems like a lot like i'm already bridgerton out and i haven't even had more than this one season Mm -hmm. but i'm willing to give it a try i it's i was surprised to see that too though because i i've I've reacted kind of the same way (laughs)
1: yeah very interesting
0: yeah on the netflix train they announced that there will be an enola holmes sequel and millie bobby brown and henry cavill are both coming back for that oh wow um i kind of forgot about the first enola holmes but i have like fond memories of it i guess so like i am down for a sequel i feel good about that I mean it is TV news. It was unavoidable this week that Ellen's show is ending. Oh, true. That is big big news. It's yeah. The
1: question is who's going to take the take her spot, you know?
0: I know. That's a big open spot. And I like it's so crazy to think that it's been on for almost 20 years. Like that is really huge. Very um, wild. And I'm not really sad to see it go, you know? Um, I do like all the memes about Dakota Johnson, so that was kind of fun this week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, very intriguing and, yeah, excited to see what new person will kind of take the reins of a spot. Mm -hmm. Let's see. One other thing I have is that – I've spoken about the Roku channel before <laughs> and um <laughs> they are now going to be playing 30 Quibi shows since Roku bought the rights to Quibi. So now I didn't even know that Roku
1: bought the rights.
0: They did and now they are going to show like basically any Quibi show you've ever heard of it's going to be now on Roku, the Roku channel. So Interesting. like Chrissy's That's Court yeah, I I'm more prone to go check them out, you know, which is funny that like they were accessible on my phone, but um, now I'd rather watch them on a TV channel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. We'll see if I actually go through and watch them. But like, I never watched any of the Reno Nine One One revival, and that was kind of that was intriguing to me. Um, yeah, it's just the Quibi, the Quibi saga is one of the. Most interesting things of 2020. I would, I would actually love to see a documentary about Quibi. Someday. Oh,
1: one will come, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So now, like, because it has been kind of a mystery, like, where are those shows going? That had all yeah, these. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about it. Yeah, and so now they are technically going to be available. If, but I guess only if you have a Roku. I don't know if you can download a Roku channel on other smart TVs not gonna look into it to be honest i do have a roku (laughs) so if i am in the mood one day to watch joe jonas's show cup of joe i can
1: (laughs) we'll see i'll stick to following cup of joe on instagram
0: i mean i how different i mean that's like you can do a longer instagram tv episode than you can do a quibi episode so (laughs) it's probably more content there um but yeah i found that extremely intriguing um And then kind of, this is, I'll tack on one more smaller piece of news onto kind of like, it's like kind of on the theme of like rejection, but um, the Kate McKinnon, Joe Exotic show that's been planned is now only going to be on Peacock. It's not going to be on NBC. It's only going to be streaming. So interesting. I didn't even know that there, it was going to be both. I think it was, I think a couple weeks ago when we talked about how the boss on Shrill is going to play Joe Exotic, that's the one he's in. And I think we were like, where is this even going to be showing? We don't know. And so now we have our answer. Um, Fun. And just one more thing I might miss because I don't know if I'm willing to pay the full price for Peacock unless I can get a free one somewhere like you have with your Xfinity. But... Mm -hmm anyway it's just like interesting in like kind of downgrade news you know yeah that is
1: really interesting kind of makes sense though if you're trying to drive traffic to peacock um to make people pay for it as opposed to putting it on broadcast tv
0: because
1: mm-hmm. the tiger king thing was such a phenomenon that i guess it makes sense to me
0: yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Especially as Peacock's originals are finally dropping because they haven't for a while. Like, there's that other. I know there's an Ed Helms sitcom that's going to Peacock. Um, so, things like that. Like, I don't know. You need more content if you actually want people to use the streaming service. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, yeah, one final. Th- thing i have is that um jillian anderson is joining the great season two um and she is playing catherine the great's mom what so that is definitely intriguing to me um i feel like jillian anderson adds like she just adds like an x factor to like anything she's in yeah so for real. so that's good I feel like I feel like the great has so much potential so I really hope season two really really kicks it up a notch for me for it from season one and this is like a very welcome announcement you know
1: yeah I think that that is like kind of like exactly what I needed to be be excited about it
0: yeah I know I'm really intrigued by her um chemistry with Elle fanning I think that could be very fun it could be very very fun. And like
1: her range is just like out of this world.
0: Mm-hmm. I was talking
1: about it with a friend um this weekend who had just finished watching sex education and now is watching The Crown and like just the two characters she plays in each of those it's just like what? So I'm just very excited to see to see it.
0: Seriously. And like I never ever watched X-Files. But did you ever hear of that show? It was on Stars, which makes it hard. American Gods a few years ago? Mm, nope. She was on it, and she played a character that was in the show was a different, like, iconic TV character every episode. So, like, sometimes she'd be I Love Lucy. Sometimes she'd be, like, Marilyn Monroe. And everyone was like, how can she literally be all of these, I like, very memorable, recognizable people? And it's like cuz that's who she is that's what she does <laughs> so that's her talent seriously um well i love it yeah very excited and that well, is all the news that i have and that is all the news total
1: of the whole entire world <laughs> all that matters <laughs> um okay perfect um, for our top three this week, we are ranking our favorite roommates, um, which pairs along perfect with the sh- final season of Shrill. Um, Jordan, who's your number three
0: roommate pairing? My number three, um, I picked Kimmy Schmidt and Titus. <laughs>
1: That's my number three, too.
0: Wow. I mean, that just goes to show (laughs) they're so they're so good. And talk about an opposites attract, you know, truly hilarious. I've been I think Girls 5 Eva made me kind of like reminisce a little bit on Kimmy Schmidt, at least the first season. The rest of the seasons kind of lost me a bit. But the season one of Kimmy Schmidt is just like chaotic and um, amazing and brought us Titus. You know and I was just remembering just even their little interactions are so freaking funny yeah I
1: was thinking of their roommateship and just like how fun and funny it would be to ha- and exhausting honestly to have a roommate where you literally have like they are so moldable that like you're just teaching them everything uh-huh. it would be very fun but also a lot of pressure and exhausting. And so it's just funny that Titus
0: is that person. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, I love it. They're a perfect pairing. Really? Okay, so tell me your number two then.
1: Okay, my number two is Shoshana and Jess from Girls. Um, I, I forgot they were roommates on the show. Yes, they were roommates, they're cousins, Mm -hmm. and they are, again, opposites attract. And um, I also relate to them because I roomed with my cousins my first year of college. And it's just funny because your cousin relationship plus your roommateship is so different than just your regular roommates. And I think that they showed that pretty well with them and it's just very funny to see them together because they couldn't be more different
0: hmm I that's why it was fun going through lists of tv roommates because like we've done several variations of tv friends but like just because someone is your roommate especially on a tv show like they might not be your friend <laughs> at least at first mm-hmm. like so it's it's a totally different dynamic to depict and it's so funny totally oh, that's such a good one that just reminds me how much I Thank gotta you. rewatch girls. It's a good one. Um, my number two, definitely exam an example of um ones that are not friends at first. I picked um Abby and Bevers from Broad City.
1: I have them as a bonus. Wow. We
0: were we were on the same page. <laughs> they are just be- okay, especially like when you start Broad City, you're like. I hate Bevers. I don't even want to see him on my screen. At least that's how I feel. Because I'm, like, imagining (laughs) if I had to be his roommate and, like, Abby tries so hard to keep her space nice. And he just goes in and, like, sits on her bed sweaty (laughs) and stuff. But by the end of the show, they're, like, really good friends and, like, help each other. And um, I was thinking about, like, when she has a date and he's helping her pick an outfit. And, like, it's just so funny it's it's an amazing character development that you end up loving bevers by the end of broad city because he is disgusting
1: yeah it really is it's hilarious and something i had forgotten until i was doing my research for this top three is that he's technically like not even her roommate he's her roommate's (laughs) boyfriend
0: and they never actually show
1: the roommate Mm -hmm. and so that makes it even more funny one once upon a time I had a roommate whose boyfriend basically lived with us and he would like he had no shame in like making breakfast in the kitchen even after his girlfriend left for work that day and like luckily I was never home but my my friend that was also living in the house was home a lot because she worked nights and so she would awkwardly have to like be in the house with him all day and it just be the two of them it was terrible yeah so that also is like very relatable to me and reminded me of that terrible time
0: that is so funny slash nightmarish was the I assume that the roommate like the actual roommate his girlfriend was he was she like not as good of friends with you guys as you were with the other roommate.
1: Yeah, no, we
0: were not friends with her. Okay, because that th- that makes it even worse too. Because like, it's hard to mm-hmm. tell her like, hey, can you like tell your boyfriend to go to his own place sometimes? Tell him to leave. Um no. Wow, hilarious. I feel so sad for your roommate, your other roommate. Because like, what Thank if you, you. want to take I'll a shower? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. Wow. Like he
1: would shower in their shower, use that bathroom. Yeah, oh, it's terrible. Oh
0: my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wow.
1: Um okay, well my number 1 is Now I'm very interested to see if we have the same number 1. Um mm-hmm. Troy and Abed from Community.
0: That is I... different than mine. <gasps>
1: okay, great. Um I still need to finish Community um but the memories that are made in their apartment is just those are some of the best episodes. Mm -hmm. in my opinion. So I love them together and they bring out such a great side of each other.
0: They're perfect. Honestly, I mean, that's a big part of why it's so hard to finish community because Donald Glover's gone. And like, he,
1: uh,
0: we already love him already, but like Troy is such an important part in the study group. So it's just really sad. Yeah. I'll and finish I, it one day. Yeah, I mean Troy and Abed together—they're—they're probably—they're my favorite characters. They're Troy just- and
1: Abed in the morning,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I like also Troy and Abed in the n- middle of
0: the day and at night. some things. <laughs> and I like Troy and Abed sewn together. <laughs> they're just—they're perfect. And what a great number one. Um, my number one—I knew you would not have because I picked Tuca and Birdie <laughs> from the show, Tuca and Birdie. Um, <laughs> they, it's funny that we actually picked number ones that actually are friends. So that's,
1: yeah, that is, that's cute. That is. It felt cute. weird to like pick ones that were like enemies or anything like that.
0: Yeah, I agree. Tuka and Birdie. Um, they're really great. And it is, it's, um, actually kind of similar to the way, um, like themes of, the final season of Shrill. Um, because they're the show actually starts where they're roommates, but um, Tiffany Haddish's character Tuka, is moving out because um, Ali Wong's character Birdie, her boyfriend, aka Stephen Yoon, is move they're moving in together. And so it's like they're best friends and getting used to not no longer being roommates, but because like they still like always are hanging out in the same house and are kind of in that roommate mentality um I thought it was fair to pick them but just like I just think that's a really interesting um dynamic for characters in their 20s and 30s where um it is a big life change to like change roommates or live on your own and I really like when shows depict that
1: yeah if anything I feel like When I was looking at this, I was like, we
0: need more, more roommate. (laughs) Seriously. I don't know. I was like, that's how I felt too. It's mostly like shows about high schoolers or adults that like mostly live by themselves. If if it's a show about single people, but like Mm -hmm. roommates are a big, big thing. Like almost everyone I know if they live by themselves that's a brand new thing within the last year you know everyone mm-hmm. it's like we roommates are the norm kind of but yeah yeah interesting um you- i do
1: have a question do Tuka and birdie live in like a house or do they live in a bird cage or what do they
0: live in <laughs> they live in an <laughs> apartment <laughs> cute they yeah they basically are humans except they just happen to like birds but they walk around and wear clothes (laughs) like people um it's very adorable one bonus that i left off of that didn't make my top three i mean monica and rachel on friends yes
1: i felt like it
0: was just like who do you choose monica
1: and rachel or do you choose joey and chandler Mm -hmm.
0: seriously they kind of cancel each other out I, i know i was leaning more towards Monica and Rachel outranked Joey and Chandler for me, mostly... I mean, actually, they both go through this. But it's very sad when Rachel moves out so Chandler can move in. Um, yeah, that's true. And I do think that, that that is a very true thing that Friends depicts, where it's like, you're so happy for your friend, but also you're like, but now I have to do something different on my own. And it's mm-hmm. it's weird. But I yeah, mean, that's Friends... that's one of my favorite
1: topics of conversation is other people's choices affecting you so much like you're once that's decided then you have to like completely change your life and find a place to live on your own or find a completely new living situation even though that wasn't your choice just
0: very fascinating it really really is and it's also like it puts you in a situation where you're like I would never ask you not to progress in your life towards your goals but i am sad (laughs) yeah it's really interesting yeah i guess it's has there been a show like as mainstream as friends to show roommates like that because they almost all have new girl
1: new girl was the other one i was thinking of that's like very roommate heavy yeah
0: i didn't even think about that yeah that's interesting because like I don't know anyone anymore who has, like, four roommates. <laughs> 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 Thank I goodness. could goodness. <laughs> uh,
1: but now that we're at that age, because how old are they, a new girl? They're probably upper
0: 20s, low 30s, wouldn't you say? Yeah, cool, because Nick, like, he was in law school. And that was, True. like, kind of a while ago for him. Mm hmm. So, but like, I, why are they even
1: all living <laughs>
0: together? Well, they also, I guess they, well, Schmidt is like rich. So, yeah. that is weird. Cause, like, Nick, I don't know. I don't, his whole thing is that he's like in a bad place. Yeah. And, like, Jess. I can't remember why she's... But they're, like, all kind of desperate. And I guess it is, like... It's L.A., right? So it's very expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. But, but still. Schmidt is the weirdest one. Because, like, he has, like, a good job. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm.
1: Yeah, very fascinating. Um, I'm sad well. that Big,
0: Big Bang Theory didn't make it onto your roommate list. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh i probably i couldn't even tell you who actually lived together
0: yeah that's all, all the show. pictures i see it's like every character is sitting on a couch together
1: yeah exactly hmm. well season three aka final season of shrill we'll talk about how we genu generally felt about it but then uh we'll prop we'll we'll talk spoilers because it's season three and a finale season so we can't not um overall how did you feel about it jordan
0: overall i thought it was very good i feel like as per usual for shrill it really there's just certain things that feel like they're holding up a mirror to things i've thought and like anxieties i have or Mm -hmm. conversations that maybe that's not something that's happening to me right now but it's like a very recent conversation I've had with other people about things happening to them um so I just feel like somehow this show like hits the nail on the head all the time um Mm -hmm. I feel we'll get definitely more into this with the spoiler section I didn't and we've kind of talked about this. So this is not new information to Taylor, but it's, I'm a little <laughs> sad that it ended on a low note for me, plot wise. And, um, and it's sad because I just feel like this show has so many memorable high points in each of the three seasons, um, about like personal growth and like kind of freeing yourself and being yourself and then it ended on such a weird on weird plot points that offered no resolution and so I was something we talked about was like I wouldn't say I hated the final episode but it just did not feel like a finale at all and um so I'm sad that I liked this season a lot and I didn't like how it ended
1: yeah before we talk details my overview is that I honestly keep going back and forth between loving it and hating it.
0: <laughs> Not <laughs> hating, in but general? like
1: dislike, it, disliking it. Not the season in general, but I don't, I don't know. I just keep going back and forth, and um, there's just a lot to think about. But I completely agree with you on their ability to like. Uh, reenact conversations and situations that um are so personal to me in my life um in the same way that like Fleabag does and it's like these situations that are happening are nowhere close to situations that I'm actually experiencing in my life but they still relate to me so much that it's like eerie and I felt like there wasn't enough triumph but I love the characters and there were so many different stories and conversations and plots that I loved so much that I just I'm so wishy-washy on it and I think that something that uh I wished I would have known maybe beforehand which I wanted so I wanted to say it now in case anyone is listening (laughs) that hasn't watched it yet um is that apparently from what I've read They did not know that they weren't going to be renewed for another season until they were, like, in the middle of making it. So um, they kind of had to pull together a finale story. And um, to me, that just, A, it makes me sad because I think this is one of the best shows that Hulu has made. And B, it just kind of made things... It was just like, oh, like, I get it. Like, they kind of had to, like, pull it together and make it feel more like a finale, even though it doesn't. So um, that made me feel better about it. And, yeah, I still loved it. And I love 80 and thought there were a lot of great um, lessons to be learned by me and by Annie. (laughs) And um, so, yeah. Complicated feelings, I guess.
0: <laughs> it is complicated. I think you said it well. I'm trying to even think of something to add. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> I mean, we can go right into spoilers. This show is so hard to talk about without spoiling anything. So
0: yeah, it's hard to explain any like reasons why there's any complicated feelings without exactly. getting specific. Um. But yeah, I say go for it. Dive right into spoilers. Okay, it feels,
1: it feels backwards to talk about the finale first, but I also feel like that's where most of my hesitations lie. We're in the finale, and um, the way it was wrapped up, at least, um, when I was watching it, I was like, "No, I don't <laughs> like this." Like, I, <laughs> I'm reading my notes right now (laughs) (laughs) and I one of my notes is I'm sad because I feel like she hasn't learned anything for three seasons and um I really didn't like how Fran and Annie were talking about how their personal friendship had to change in order for them to be in romantic relationships um I think it's like true that those relationships will inevitably change but like I don't I don't know if I agree with like the fact that like you have to change your relationship with someone to like let there be room for someone else um I don't know I I kept going back and forth on that but something I read was like the love story all along was the relationship between Annie and Fran and so I like that idea but, if that is true, I wish that they would have shown that a little bit better in the finale because I, th- uh, I don't want to steal something that you're gonna talk about, but I think it could have been solved a little bit better had this was Jordan's idea, so I'm stealing it but, <laughs> um, the like college flashbacks. I do think that the uh, if we could have seen those like more throughout the whole season slash um, also more in the finale as opposed to like a one-off episode I think it would have helped show that story a little bit more because really it it's just because like Fran and Annie had a conversation about it and that was the closing scene that that was like decided I'm not necessarily nothing else in that episode was even really about them
0: it was so much um sudden things happening for both Fran and for Annie in their separate relationships that I wish had been building up, you're right, earlier in the season. If we saw, instead of learning in one little half-hour episode that Fran's moving out and Annie is being kind of crazy and destructive in her relationship, like, if that were earlier in the season, then there could have at least been more of these, throw in some of those flashbacks about their friendship together, and I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily mind that being a plot point if we could have seen learning from it. Like you're saying, like we didn't really get to see Annie show that she's matured. We just saw her reverting back to bad habits. Yes.
1: And like another way that that was kind of, my point was kind of proven <laughs> is um, <laughs> that Uh, When she is rejected by Nick, um, I personally would feel like someone would be extremely hesitant to make any sort of an assumption in a relationship after that. And so then for her to make that humongous assumption that like um, Will would be totally okay with like moving in together after dating for such a short amount of time was honestly pretty wild to me and it made me feel so sad because although I think the whole series has been like Annie being kind of selfish she is still like self-aware and like if that were happening with Fran Annie would be like Fran you're crazy like that's it's way too soon to be like saying that and like there are no signs pointing to yes, that is even an option. So um it just made me sad that like after being hurt that bad by Nick, she didn't learn anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And maybe that's the whole maybe that's the whole point of the show. But like I I don't like that because I think I like characters like learning from things and like um running into different Types of scenarios and learning from those, but like this kind of felt it was like it was the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially because and
1: selfish. Oh, go ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna say, especially because we saw pretty amazing growth when she apologizes to Will at her friend's birthday party and mm-hmm. acknowledges that, like, how much of her issue with him on the date was nothing to do with him and like putting a name and description to all the things that she was feeling and being Mm -hmm. like extremely vulnerable because it's like from she got to the place of being able to be that vulnerable with a guy from her bad relationship with the season one and two boyfriend ryan i think and like things like that and so that was like that for me, that conversation she has with him, that and the college flashbacks, those were the highlights of the of this season for me. I thought that conversation that she has with him was like rang so true. Um I related to it so much and was like it was just really cool to hear a character expressing these things. Um mm-hmm. And I was, like, so proud of this character because she's been... She's just, like, has a tendency to be such a brat out of self-defense, kind of, and, like, pushing people away. And um, that was really cool. And then, yeah, she kind of just throws it all away in a very season one Annie way. Yes. Especially because the episode where they go to the beach house or whatever, I was like, oh, no, like, this is going to be bad and she's going to be way too aggressive with him. And she's going to be hurt that he doesn't want to have sex with her right now. Like all this stuff. But then it actually, she, it was so great. Like she understood Mm -hmm. where he was coming from, but also was expressing what she wanted. And it was like very healthy. And so that is why I kind of just wish that the final episode was, it stopped at the beach episode. And we never, and like, it's not like we have to see her getting married to will or something, but it's like, we see like, she's in this new relationship and she's doing great and they're super healthy and vulnerable, but happy and having fun. And then if we, and, and then like the they last still have problems. Just,
1: it's not like, yeah, a dream relationship where it's like picture perfect. Nothing goes wrong. Like there's still lessons to be learned. And um, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but
0: no, you're totally right. Cause it, I think that that would maybe be the one downside to ending it there is that it's like and everything was happily ever after and blah 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 but yeah it didn't feel like that it just felt like an honest real relationship where you have an insecurity and you talk about it and Mm -hmm. I was really like pleasantly surprised where she was there and then yeah the the final episode just kind of threw that all away and it was a bummer
1: yeah just so that it doesn't feel like I'm like hating on it totally because I actually did love it. And I cried in like two, maybe three episodes. <laughs> like it was very good. Um, I loved uh, having Julio Torres in it. I love. Yes. That was like very exciting to me. Um, and. Oh, Okay, can we talk about Fred Armisen for a second? Yes, please. Because, what is that? What he looks
0: like? He looked. Probably he looked best so looked. different.
1: Yeah, he looked great. I would literally like laughed out loud when he came on screen because I was like, "Wait, like he's like put on a few pounds and it like looks great." I don't know.
0: He well, didn't he have kind of like. He had that long, longer hair, but didn't he kind of have some scruff or something? Yes. That always, yeah. that always solves it mm-hmm. for a man. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it was confusing. Yeah, it's actually kind of wild that, he, especially Julio Torres, it's like, why have you not been on this show this whole time? <laughs> Truly crazy. really fits in. Um, Yeah, that was a very pleasant surprise to see Fred.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I also, I loved everything about M and Fran's relationship, and I thought that was um, very beautiful and great, and I honestly have no complaints with the way that their relationship was portrayed. Um, I loved the episode about talking to Fran's mom. Um, I also love the episode where they go to, uh, maybe it's the same episode, I can't remember, it all blurs together, but friends or they go to m's house Mm -hmm. and meet m's parents and um yeah i just i really liked i was happy that their relationship was um a lot of the season as well
0: totally and like i feel like sometimes shows think that it's going to be boring to let us watch like a normal healthy relationship
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: they proved that it wasn't And there were still conflicts and discussions they had to have. But, like, they resolved them by talking to each other and letting each other in more. And it's like, yeah, we don't really need to see depicted, like, super, super dramatic relationships in every single show. Yeah. Which I think was part of why that's another thing that was um, annoying in the finale because, like that was not a normal thing to do to go visit his not even yet ex-wife and like find her and it was just I don't know like just don't do that something I
1: something I realized while talking about this is that I think that the visiting the ex-wife and the moving in together fiasco were just like Two really bad things too close together. I think I would have just preferred one of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I would have felt a lot better about it. But because they were, like, both so bad and both so quickly together. And I just... That was too much for me.
0: Agree. And I think, again, that kind of goes back to, like, if her and Will's relationship were more stretched out along the season then maybe you could have included both kind of showing that she still has these tendencies but yeah Mm -hmm. having them in literally one episode it was it was just way too much i get it i i totally saw where will was coming from and i was team will in that (laughs) scenario as
1: was i i did want to know like why what caused them to be get divorced And I, like, feel like she never even asked him that, which I thought was interesting.
0: Um, One thing, when you were talking about their, when they say they have to change their friendship in order to be successful in their relationships, I kind of wish they had thought about that a little more in a different way. Because something in the trailer, I think that the idea that, like, sometimes you do use your friendships as a crutch. I don't think that means you have to change your friendships or anything. But, like... I think sometimes it it's like when, when um, Fran asks Annie, she's like, do you think we're holding each other back? And mm-hmm. I think that in some ways that's a total thing. Um, yeah. And I don't think that that means you have to weaken your friendship with someone. But, like, yeah. I totally do that myself. And so – but I don't really think they ever actually dug into that idea. They, like, yeah – And I think in the trailer, they showed that her ask that question. And I was like, oh, that's a very intriguing thing I'd like to see them kind of dissect. And then they literally talk about it once and they say, no, we don't. And then at the end, they're like, I guess we just have to stop being friends, kind of implying that. And it's like, that's not really what that means. It's so much more complicated than that.
1: Well, and I feel like both of their, I think that Fran's relationship um, portrayed that a little bit more than Annie's relationships because most of Annie's relationship issues definitely stemmed from her like selfishness and lack of communication. None of yeah. her relationship issues ever really seemed to stem from her relationship with Fran at all. So like that, I think that's another reason why I struggled with that idea is that like no, that's not the issue. The issue is definitely this and this and this and this mm-hmm. um, well it's just
0: sorry just to jump in too that's true because a lot of annie's relationships like did fran ever even meet some of those guys because that was kind no. of the problem there was that it wasn't part of her actual life like it mm-hmm. was her being willing to kind of keep these like side only secret almost relationships and that's a whole mm-hmm. other problem
1: yep exactly yeah, yeah, so if that was the case, I wish it would have been portrayed differently because I think that that is a real thing that could be interesting to show.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, no, I, I think that is a super interesting th- concept that I think is really true. It's also, it's like, and I think this is comes back to what you've been saying too, it's like Fran and Annie weren't having the exact same problems anyway. Like, Fran's issue and her relationship were different than Annie's relationship problems. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's interesting that at the very end, they just tried to sum it up that they both had the same solution to their very, very different problems. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense either.
1: No. See, we just need another season. Yeah. that's, That's sadly, like, my resolution to all of this is that, like, if I knew there was another season coming... All of my hesitations from this season would not be a thing Mm -hmm. for the most part, I would say. Yeah. Um, I think I would still be a little frustrated, but I would have just been like, loved it, loved it, loved it. I love this show. But because I know it's like the final, I just, it's hard. But yeah.
0: I already hate finishing a show like a lot of times if it's not for the podcast it takes me so long to finally watch the final episode because I'm like Mm -hmm. sad about it first of all I'm sad that a show's ending second of all like it's really rare that a finale is truly truly satisfying and yeah this is just another one that like I wouldn't again I wouldn't say it was a bad episode it just was zero percent satisfying yeah like even she
1: like she did finally get like promoted and like get some change in her job but we didn't even really get to celebrate it because it just like happened all of a sudden and then it was the final scene of her talking with Fran basically Mm -hmm. so like we didn't even really get to celebrate it that much and she even says that her in like a more powerful position
0: yeah, and that's so funny because that you say that because that's literally one of her lines. Is she, like, walks up to meet Fran, and Fran's like, congrats on your promotion. Oh, my gosh. And she was like, yeah, I just don't feel like I can celebrate it because I'm ruining my relationship. And I was like, <laughs> That is a bummer. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just a very anticlimactic ending. Like, even so much that I told Taylor this, I feel like I looked away for a second, and suddenly, like, the credits were rolling. Like,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it just is so fast. Even, I mean, they couldn't even have made the episode itself a little longer for the finale. Like, it was just.
1: Yeah, I like kept checking the time because I was like, how is this ending so quickly? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. Sad to see it go. And honestly, holding out hope that maybe they'll pick it back up because they definitely could
0: i know and i you've read into it more than i have like it was just the network canceling it it wasn't like does it sound like 80 was kind of like oh like we're wrapping it up like she wants to move on to other things or something like because if it were more Um, 80s decision then it's like well that's her choice but it wasn't 80s decision
1: she said like we got notice in the middle
0: oh gosh that's so depressing but she
1: was still like very diplomatic about it so it's kind of hard to tell and like reading between the lines um yeah I saw this writer I follow on Twitter posted um she was like the season the series finale of Shrill was not great and a lot of people were commenting and they said I don't think they intended it to be a series finale um yeah there's a couple comments like that and so I read into it and that's all I could really find of her saying that that makes sense that sucks um so yeah I guess we'll I mean I won't hold my breath but maybe it'll come back
0: it's it's one of the shows one of the few shows that I would say bring it back because that was lame
1: (laughs) yeah I, I feel like I would rarely say that but I'm all for it in this case.
0: Yeah, yeah, same.
1: Um, okay. Well, who's your crush
0: of the week? Um, well, kind of hard. Um, there's a lot, so many lovable people on this show, but I've got to give it up to someone that I think was the star of the season, and that was Fran Lolly Adafope.
1: <gasps> that is my crush too. She killed she, it.
0: She deserves it. She. She should be on more things. Um, she's perfect. I love her, um, and I think it's um, telling also- of how much we were discussing her in this podcast episode. You know.
1: Hmm. I agree. And how about her riding that horse in the Rachel Antonoff velvet tracksuit because or jumpsuit because she looked amazing and incredible and like she honestly took my breath away.
0: So good. And she's, like, naturally funny, and, like, I just feel like she has a loving quality. Like, her flashbacks to college, like, being a good friend to eighty when she didn't have a lot of good friends, it was Mm -hmm. just beautiful, and she just felt like an actual real person.
1: Yeah, and she's still able to, like, um, tell it like it is, which I Mm -hmm. think is a very admirable quality. Yeah, to be such a kind and fun person, but also still, not take anybody's bullshit. I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> My bonus crush—I was really deciding between her and Ian Owens, who plays Amadi. Um, uh, true, Amadi's always he, hot. I can never have yeah, he's too super, much Amadi. Amadi. He's really attractive, and like, I felt like he really shown this season too. I I feel like in season one um i was like i don't know how to take this hot character that's her friend like are they is there tension between them no there's not they're just really good friends Mm -hmm. and he looks out for her and also tells it like it is too and um i don't know it's just like it's nice i feel like the side characters really shown this season and it was really great to see
1: i agree um Except Patty, Patty Harrison. We did not get enough Patty.
0: I would love to have picked Patty as my crush, but I barely saw her. So, yep. Sorry, Pats. (laughs) Pats. (laughs) Pats, I like (laughs) it. Uh, Yeah, that is honestly, that's, that's as much of a complaint as everything we said about the finale. There's so (laughs) little Patty and they teased her heavy in the trailer and we barely got her. So, Mm yeah. That was lame.
1: Yeah. Um, but overall, still a great emotional time watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope our critiques haven't overshadowed the fact that we love this show. It's because we love this show so much.
0: Exactly. I feel like I think it's kind of good to give a warning that may- you're probably not going to love the finale. Um, but you just can't deny, I was actually just thinking, I was like, it reminds me of how I feel about pen 15 where it rings so true that it's almost like hurts to watch because I'm like, you're really like it, like performing my innermost feelings sometimes, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, you really just have to give it up for a show like that. It's Truly. Truly.
1: Like- and they still do that a lot in this season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, beautiful yeah. show. Love them and sad to see them go. All right. Well, let us know if you agree, disagree how you felt about Shrill season three. Um, we'd love to hear your hot takes or opinions. And thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye.